Hey. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. We need to welcome our guests. Oh, welcome. We're, are we, uh, oh, we, you did press the record button. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So welcome to Detroit Strange. That's Jessica over there. That's Alex over there. So we're in the studio. We uh, are. Yeah. We made it. We made it to the studio. It was a journey, which reminds me, we missed High School Musical. Oh. I know. I was editing our podcast. I was editing today. I'm like, oh, tonight's closing night. It's sold out and we don't have tickets. I need to get better about actually just planning to go to a thing and buying the ticket and going because there's been a few things that have sold out or it's just, it's done. And I'm like, wait, but what? Ha- I was oh. so, don't worry. I didn't miss cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, but on purpose. So you didn't really miss it. You just didn't see it. True. Because I have. Yeah. I was listening to our last episode. I'm like, we hated on cats a lot. Oh, whoops. But like, I mean. We were just having a discussion. I don't feel bad about it. No. And I mean, like, there was definitely some positives. It's not like we were all. Yeah. I wasn't saying the performers were bad. I'm just saying the old possum should have written something other than cats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Take that, T.S. Eliot. Yeah. I would watch it about raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start writing musicals uh, for different animals. <laughs> that sounds good to me. The raccoons just like eating trash and like knocking shit over. Yes. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Aw. Well, how how's uh, your week been? It's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, started the new job after Labor Day, which I think, I don't know if we've recorded since then, but at the new job, okay. mm-hmm. liking it. I think um, last week, didn't we talk? Yeah, because you we talked about your USB port. Yes. I remember. A USB port. Yeah. At your desk. Yeah. Yes, I do. Anyway, uh, now everybody knows that twice. Yes. <laughs> Got two cakes this week. Got oh, cake twice. Like, nice. One, it was someone's birthday on Tuesday, and then mm-hmm. on Friday they got, like, a cake saying, like, welcome to me, and, like, good Aww. luck to the other guy, because I'd, like, they, like, decided to put me on this one team, and they moved one guy off to another team, mm-hmm. so it was, like, good. So Welcome are you goodbye cake? Are you a fan of the work cake? I know this this is a very polarizing subject for some. I feel. Ooh, like what do you mean by work cake? Just like cake in the office? Yeah, or like, like or like the 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 random baked good in the office. Like I've heard people because I used to at one of my first jobs because I, I enjoy baking. I haven't done it in a while, but I used to bake and then take stuff to work because I didn't need all that at home. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I have since a rule then, that I can't bake unless I'm going somewhere or like have an event. Great rule, fantastic rule, but. Then I started talking to people about it, and I there are some people who really, really, really hate it when you bring in food to the office. Why? Why are you mad, bro? I don't know. I think it's because like they feel like they they have to eat it or something. You know, like there's like a oh, I've never felt that that I had to, but I've always wanted to. Oh well, that's not true. Someone had like banana or no blueberry zucchini bread. I'm like that sounds good, but I also don't really know you, so I don't want to go to your desk like, hey, can I have a piece of your bread? That's how I talk at work. That's how you talk exactly like that. Like, hey guys, that's your how's work. How's Q three going? Work, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go back to my desk and took software. <laughs> Got a jar of peanut butter and dams if anyone wants any. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I've just I've met a couple people and it's interesting. And I those same people are usually also very anti the um, potluck situation where they're forced to participate. Mm, that's a little different to me though because yeah, that oh, is totally. like forced participation. Like, I, I never really minded it because I was like, I can bring something. Like, it depends. Like, I would have hated a podcast, a pod, podcast. 
I would have hated a potluck at my last job just yeah. because I didn't like interacting with them. Oh, that's fair. But at this job, I feel like that one, there would be good stuff. And two, like the people are better. Okay. Okay. Fair. Not like to shade the people, just like some of the coworkers. It wasn't, yeah. I didn't dislike them, but just kind of like. No, you definitely, I mean, you had some friends there that you really yeah, enjoyed, I, but it was just, maybe not everybody was. It's just like they were all like, just kind of like married with kids and just like. They're like, oh, yeah, I got to take little Tommy to soccer practice. I'm like, I got drunk this weekend. I don't know how to relate to you. (laughs) (laughs) I still have fun. (laughs) Fair. Yeah, Yeah. I get that. Uh, My last uh, teaching job was kind of like that, too, where I uh, everybody was, you know, married with children and stuff and no shade against that or anything. But I really had very few things to talk to them about. And I'd be like, "Uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So chalk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. They don't really yeah. use chalkboards these days, though. No, although I did actually in my cl- last classroom, I had a chalkboard, which was hilarious because I hadn't, I don't know if I'd ever had a chalkboard in my classroom. And then uh, the last year I was there, we got one of those smart boards. Those are V fancy. Yeah, it was really nice. The Unfortunately, the art room is usually the last one to get it. So it was like the last classroom in the school to get one or almost. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember in high school... They like put they had like one that was like you could the teachers could rent it and they had to like come like wheel, and co- did they wheel it in yeah they'd wheel yes. it in and which like those like you have to like collab like not collab you have to calibrate those yeah and so every time you move it you'd have to recalibrate it oh that would have made more sense just to have like a weird room off the library or something that right. was like for that right especially like I sh- the only thing I remember using it for is we played Minesweeper once and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed just because you can like draw on them and stuff like that. And oh, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then also just when there was nothing, you know, if there was kids who finished early or whatever, I'd be like, go play hangman on the, the, the I mean, you could do that on chalkboard too. What am I talking about? <laughs> but for some reason. <laughs> it's more entertaining when it's on like a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything new with you? How was your week? Uh, my week was good. Um, I, I, just got out of uh, my first auditions where I was on the other side of the auditions. How'd you like it? Uh, it was it was it was very interesting. It was good. Very uh, we're a, you know decent amount of people. I think there's six of us having to make a decision together. So that part was a little. I, everybody was really kind and cool about it, but it was I don't know. That was intense. Like choosing choosing people for it and. It's funny because yeah. I remember back to mine, I like sat off by myself because I wanted the table. So I was sitting in, like the di- like in the old setup of the theater. I was sitting in, like the diagonal seat mm-hmm. at the table alone. And I had like a Coke or something. <laughs> and everyone told me I seemed really intimidating. But like as soon as you guys laughed, I was like, hi, I'm Paula Abdul here for Coca-Cola. It's great. <laughs> Just like we pretend. I liked all of them. They're all beautiful. Like <laughs> the minute people were not in the room. Yeah. And so, but everyone walked in. I'm just like taking notes. And they're like, <laughs> "Oh, this guy it was a Simon in public, but a Paula behind closed doors." That's funny. I um, obviously that's how we met when yeah. I auditioned for your show, and I don't remember that. But also, there were so many. I think the intimidating factor of that thing is there were so many of you that it was like, "Oh yeah, whoa, there's a lot of okay, that's a lot of eyeballs." And you were like one of the first ones to go too. Yeah, I was. I think you and Bergams, Bergams, Bergams. Yeah. I think we're, we might have been the first people to go. I think you two were, yeah. I think we were. I remember because you started with the baby scene. Yeah, very intense scene there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did not involve me throwing 
babies, <laughs> which is a weird situation to walk into. You're like, oh, okay, yep, I'm going to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that was my, my big thing today, kind of focusing on that. Yeah. That's exciting. So I see some uh, drinks in front of us. There sure are. They look um, kind of fallish. Yeah, I was ins- I was inspired by the time of fall for these drinks. I really like to pull fall inspirations into my okay. alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I did. I'm gonna call it a crab apple. Oh, I like it. Because uh, it's like apple cider and spiced rum. I use Captain Morgan. You can use whatever kind of spiced rum you want. And then just to like make it so it wasn't just like a fall vodka soda, I put um, I put a, I like put some app. I made some apple circles and then i dusted them with sort of cinnamon and sugar this will be very captivating cap cap captivating wow captivating i'm gonna eat a little bit of the apple let's see yeah let's see if that comes through (laughs) i'm not gonna do that this one's weird i don't like it we might have to get rid of that (laughs) i'm gonna eat over here Mm, but no thank this is good it it did feel a little more folly today it's a good kickoff to fall yeah you know, I had a bowl of chili earlier, which is not chili season yet. No. It, it's not. I've learned not the hard there. way. I ate it for lunch. I'm like sweating. I'm like, it's not chili. It's too <laughs> early. I pulled the trigger too soon. <laughs> but it was still delicious. I'm not that mad. I'm just sweaty. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I that. You're only a couple weeks early, though. Yeah. I mean, it's September. Yeah. Shit face September, as Sarah calls it. Ooh. <laughs> I hope not to have one of those. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how September goes. Yeah. It's only the fifteenth. I mean, it's the halfway through the month. I don't know why I'm like. It's only the fifteenth. It feels like it just started. It does. The fact that it's almost October is like insane to me right now. But that's spooky season. I know it's my favorite. It's my favorite too. <laughs> October's hands down my favorite month of the year. Mine too. So before we get into ours, I have two corrections. Ooh. From my last episode. Okay, fantastic. So, remember we were like, AC, that can't be air conditioner. Mm-hmm. It's got to be alternating current. Mm-hmm. It was air conditioner. What? How is that even possible? Air then? conditioning was invented in 1902. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I apologize for questioning that, but... it You know, I it made sense at the time, but then I went back and looked. I'm like, no, it was air conditioning. So it must have been, like, obviously not air conditioning as we know it now, but something, some Similar. sort of mechanism, yeah, yeah, to cool down the space. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, and I think I also said it was a Radisson, but it was actually part of the Ramada chain of hotels. Oh, and actually, I have a correction. Ooh, I went by a red roof inn the other day, and guess what color their roof was? Was it red? It was red. It wasn't, like, a bright red, but it was, like, definitely more of a red brown. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's one. Still wasn't red enough for my taste. No, I get it. I drive I get past it. Them. <laughs> if you're going to call yourself the red roof, and it better be the reddest roof I've ever seen. That's um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, have you heard of Book Tower? I have. I don't know a ton about it, to be honest. I didn't either until doing this research, obviously. But I remember like when I first started coming down to Detroit, like not in, like like I'm going to call it as like a cognitive, like a. Like, consciously coming to Detroit as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first, like, skyscrapers that stuck out to me. Because I was like, that's so interesting. I really like that skyscraper. Um, it's very interesting how it came to be. Awesome. So, we'll dive into it. I just, like, so I usually, like, I do a bulleted list for my stories. And at the top of this one, I just wrote, facts are facts, America. <laughs> <laughs> just to, like, list the building facts. 
Fair. It's a drag race <laughs> quote, but uh Oh. It's on Prime now. We can watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. We'll do it designing women one night and yes. RuPaul's drag race the next. Oh, you know I'm there for both of those. Oh, same. But anyway, so the construction started in 1916, and it wasn't complete until 1926. Okay. That's a lengthy construction, but it's a big... It's a big old yeah. building. Uh, it's a 38-story skyscraper, and it's a t- Italian Renaissance style and decorated in a- academic classicism style. Classicism or classicism? Classicism, I think. But That's what class- I thought, too. It's located at 1265 Washington Boulevard, right next to the Weston Book Cadillac Hotel, and... I called it a pug of a building. Why? Because it's kind of <laughs> ugly, kind of beautiful. Okay. Oh, I do love ugly, beautiful things. Yeah. And it's like just a V over the top and just like how it's decorated. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't have said very, but I wrote no, V. No, I liked V. Um, I mean, you were clearly talking about vaginas because you're always talking about vaginas. Oh, I just love v. vaginas so much. I know. You got to stop it. I know. <laughs> it's really a problem. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm going to start with the book. book bleh. I keep wanting to call them Brooks Brothers because um, I watched a lot of Project Runway and they're like, Zach Posen, so-and-so of the Brooks Brothers collection. (laughs) Very different, though. Yeah, no, this is the book, Noir. This is the Book Brother collection. Book Brothers, yes. (laughs) Happening only at Washington Boulevard. (laughs) Because they kind of built that area up. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, their maternal grand father was Francis Palms, who was one of the city's wealthiest men. Uh, he inspired the Kesha song, Party at a Rich Dude's House. Awesome. He didn't. Um, I just I thought it was funny. Well, I am gullible, so <laughs> I'm going to believe everything, yeah. basically. Have you heard that song? I'm not good at song names, so I have no idea. It's a party at a rich dude's house. Oh, yes, I... That is so so exactly what you just said. I, I don't know why I needed but you I to sing it. the same words. I sang it. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that song. I think the favorite part of the song, she's like trying to find her coat. And she's like, I still can't find my coat. It's where? <laughs> yeah. It's but, very straight. It's relatable. Yeah. I love all Kesha. <laughs> Dollar I do sign too. She's great. I do too. As- Esther knows everything about how much I love Kesha. Ooh. I used to, we used to go to karaoke and I'd always be like, oh, I should do a Kesha song. I've never done Kesha song because they're kind of really hard. It depends on the, yeah. They I've are. done, I did, um, I think Your Love is My Drug. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, I've almost done that one. Yeah. But then I, the last minute, I don't, there, there's just something very tricky about doing them and I always like. Next or, time or, we go to karaoke, we'll do, we'll, okay. we'll do in. a Kesha song. Together? We can do one together, yeah. Yeah, okay. I really like. And like, I don't think they'd have this at karaoke. And it's kind of a problematic song now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Grow a Pair. I don't know that one. Um, like It's just like, when we fell in love, you made my heart stop. Oh, I but do you know that one. About this I mean, I don't yeah. know it. I've heard it. Yeah. When you grow a pair, you can call me back. Oh, I like that line. Yeah. It's a really fun one. Anyway. Yes. So he bought the land that the building was built on, and a lot of Washington Avenue. Okay. This Francis Palms guy. Okay. And the boys actually grew up. So there's like three Brooks brother book brothers: <laughs> Jay Burgess Jr., Herbert, and Frank. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> they just sound so less than the junior for some reason. Yeah. Oh. I wonder what the J stands for. Probably John. I feel like everyone. Maybe. Was... 
People Popular stop, name. Yeah, and people, can we make an agreement just like for the next three years, nobody's allowed to name their kid John. There's too many. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, don't let me tell you how to do it your life, though. It's, if you really like John, name your kid John. Well, it's not a, it's not a bad name. It's not a bad name. It's a pretty name. solid name, actually. I think that's yeah. why it's a popular name. But it is a very popular name. But the benefit of having a popular name sometimes There's is, always a keychain with your name on it? There's a, Well, that. And it's really hard to uh, find you on the Google sometimes, which can be beneficial occasionally. Oh, yeah. Unless you want to be found on the Google, and then it's a hindrance. Yeah. For dating purposes, it's great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't find me. <laughs> but like, so the boys grew up in the old Cadillac Hotel, which I didn't really realize there wasn't. There was an original Cadillac Hotel. I didn't either. And it was like late to 1800s, and it was like this very fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. Presidents Benjamin Harrison, which I'm like, who is she? I don't know her. <laughs> Benjamin Harrison. No. Have you heard of that president? Is he, was he actually president? I believe. So. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I know everybody who was ever president. Right. Um, are we? I mean, I'm assuming, are you talking in the United States? Yeah. Sounds like a presidential name. Yeah. I could use the Google machine, but. I'm just going to leave that question out there. I don't believe he was president. But Grover Cleveland, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, and William Taft all stayed there. Like Those are all I all know. I was going to say, those ones I'm on board with for sure. Those are all familiar sounding. Right, but Benjamin Harrison? There's no musical written about him. There could be, though. (laughs) It's just nobody knows who he is. Except for really smart people. (laughs) People people who do well on Jeopardy would know who Benjamin Harris is. I'm not looking it up right now. Okay. Politician and lawyer who served as the 23rd president of the United States from 1889, uh-oh, it's loading, to 18 to 1993. <laughs> yes. He was president for 100 years, but I don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> but yeah, don't forget about our 23rd president. I already forgot. Benjamin, Benjamin <laughs> Harrison. Yeah. Who needs a musical. He does. But so like the Cadillac Hotel was out of date by the time the 1900s rolls around, and so the Book Brothers bought it and raised it to make way for the new one. Oh, so like they a child. tore down their childhood home. They adopted it. I don't know if it's adopting if you immediately tear it down. That's like That's... adopting an animal then immediately putting it down. Oh, accurate. Yes. <laughs> and then cloning it in some weird way. Like, let me... Ooh, awkward. And then make it better. Ugh, yeah. Super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> So the brothers were trying to make Washington Boulevard the hip and happening place to be and be fashionable and upscale. Oh, yeah. So they got together and they're like, let's build some buildings. And the first one they built was the book building, which is a 13 floor office building. It was designed by Lewis Camper, who designed pretty much all of the buildings the book, book brothers did. And wrote, it's cute, but it's nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. And it was along the Washington Boulevard side of the building. Along the Washington Boulevard side of the building, there's 12 nude women sculptures that can be seen. Hot. And, ooh, hot, sexy. <laughs> Everyone loves a nude sculpture on a building. Oh, yeah. But they're known as the Caryatids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Did I say that right? <sighs> yeah, I think it's Caryatids. Caryatids? That sounds right. Yeah. Caryatids. I, I know it's an architectural thing, but I Yeah, forget. it's a sculpted female figure that serves as support for the building. Okay, yeah. So kind of just like when you see those columns that are women. 
Yeah, I think I want to say because it's like they a, are the pillar of this community. Like it's a Roman architecture thing or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it means mate. I went off on a tangent here because awesome. Educate, educate me. Yes. <laughs> Bring so it on. It means maidens of Cariae. This is with a K. Okay. Cariades is with a C. Interesting. Oh. Conspiracy. I think that happens with like a lot of uh, Latin, Greek. Co- Latin or well, Greek yeah. coming from Latin uh, conversion. That makes sense. So Cariae was an ancient town that had a temple for the goddess of the hunt, wilderness, the moon, and chastity, Artemis. But specifically Artemis Cariades. Which, like, I guess, like, gods had, like, different, like, forms or, like, oh, it's Artemis, but, like, specifically Artemis Cariatus. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like, and performing th- different things, essentially, as different forms. Okay. Maybe. Sure. It's been a long time since I've uh, studied uh, Roman or Greek mythology. Same. But apparently she would, like, rejoice and dance around the nut tree village with baskets on their head. Good for and, her. Uh, had live reeds that made it look like dancing plants. I, again, good for her. Um, I am a fan of all of that. Right. I said, I've gotten to the weeds at this point. But I'm not. But uh, one last thing I want to say about this. The male versions are called Atlas or Telamon. Oh. oh. Atlas makes sense because he's Atlas like holding sense, it up. Yeah. I don't know what. To, I didn't. Like, again, I was like, I'm not going too much further than this. Telamon, you can Google it yourself. Well, but, Mond is a uh, world in French. Or moaned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's M-O-N, though. Oh. Maybe it's a Pokemon. Probably, you know. Telemon. Yep, I think so. Have Definitely. you caught that one? Not yet. <laughs> so the church across the street called, like, boldly called these uh, 12 Caryatids are the wives of the 12 apostles. Oh. Which, like, I wrote, first of all, fuck you. They are independent people. They don't need to be fictionalized as people's wives. Thank you. And then two, they are Roman nudes. Back off, Christians. <laughs> How dare you? Stop trying to appropriate things. Right. And I wrote, it's not even known that all 12 apostles were married. And I, underneath that, I wrote, and I mean, Judas kissed a guy, and he liked it. <laughs> Taste of his sandy, dying lips. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, we're going to, that's going to get cut. I, I was trying to do a Katy Perry thing. No, but, uh, I, I, I think you should keep it. <laughs> But yeah, Judas, he kissed a guy and he liked it. So I don't know if he was married. I mean, you can still be married and kiss a guy and like it. That's true. It's probably, you know, not the best decision. There's other decisions yeah. that could be made to make that a better outcome for everybody. But yeah. We're not a Bible studies podcast. No. Not at all. <laughs> but if you know anything about Judas being married, let us know. I'm sorry, I'm eating an apple. No, I was just like thinking... The things we told our guests to, like, if you have ever, like, it's at least it's just been Jimmy Hoffa. Have you seen Jimmy yeah. Hoffa? Also, I, well, essentially, if you've kissed Judas, let yeah. us know. Yeah. <laughs> if you kissed Judas. I don't advise it, by the way. Right. He's been dead for a long time. But if you're into that, we're not here to tell you. his lips are sandy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the Brooks, Book Brothers kept snatching up real estate along Washington Boulevard between Grand Circus Park and Michigan Avenue. And the next building they built was the Washington Boulevard building. It's 21 stories, originally offices, and now it's like low-cost senior living. Um, And again, I think that's cute, but it's nothing to write home about. (laughs) Sassy. Yeah. These are just like their whatever buildings. Uh Uh-huh. It's not Book Tower. No. 
But I do feel like this is how a lot of large building moguls kind of operate. Yeah. They buy a little bit of everything. Some of them small and then some of them like grandiose. Yes. There's nobody like that now. No, not at all. (laughs) Never. But uh, so after that, they built the Book Cadillac Hotel. So that's what replaced the original Cadillac Hotel. Okay. Mm -hmm. They just tacked their name on front. They're like, book. It's ours now. Yes. And I'm, like, I'm not going to go into too much detail about the book Cadillac Hotel because I feel like that could be its own episode. Oh, and I feel for like sure, we've yeah. also touched on it in other episodes too. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll let it have its own time and yeah, and its ray or something. Yeah. So after all these buildings, finally we get to Book Tower. Mm-hmm. Good, good. After this alcoholic break, <laughs> these do take a lengthier sip for some reason. I just not like, complaining. It's just because like I want to like. I can't take them that often because it's like I'm talking a lot. Yeah. So yeah, when I take sounds, one, you got to make it count. Yeah, exactly. So the building was designed to be 700, sorry, 475 feet tall to make it like Detroit's tallest building at the time. Okay. So I think this is like 19, I think it's in 1916 is when they started building it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So it and it only so it was finished in 1926 and it only held the title for two years because the Penobscot building was built right after. Ooh. Which is like two years is still much better because uh, the Chrysler building in New York I think only held it for like 11 months before the yeah, Empire State Building came in. Okay. I was reading a lot about buildings this week. Sounds fun. Yeah. Sometimes it, it's it's something that shouldn't be interesting but is interesting. I learned that I will read almost anything on Wikipedia. Oh my gosh, I got in the rabbit hole yesterday, so I completely understand. I love it. Yeah. Like I said, the Penobscot building took it over, and now it's, according to one article, the seventh tallest landmark in Detroit, which I'm like, just say building. I don't know what landmarks are that tall, you know? Yeah, but sometimes like... um, Maybe historical designation. I was going to say, is there like a classification for landmark where it's actually like on a historic registry of landmarks or something? It is definitely, this building is definitely on the National Register of Historic Places. So I think that probably has something, some bearing on that that title. But I looked up tallest buildings in in Detroit and it said like if you count all four towers of the Rensen. Yeah. They're in fourth, all four of them are in fourth place. Okay. But um, the book tower is ninth. Okay. So ninth tallest in the city. What is the first tallest? Renton. Oh, okay, okay. I see. Like the main tower, the Marriott Tower. Okay. Duh. That's yeah. huge and tall and stands out. For like when I started working at GM, I remember I was like on Mound Road in Warren. I'm like, is that the Renton in the distance? Like, damn, how can I see that from here? I'm like, that can't <laughs> be. And then like two years later I'm like, Nope, that was that was Renton. Yeah. That used to uh when I used to work uh downriver a little bit coming back, sometimes I would take Michigan Avenue. Or I think it's also like nine, is it ninety four? I don't know one of the other freeways. And there's this like moment where you come over like a small hill area, and then that's like all you can see in the distance is that tower. It's so crazy because like, you feel it's like you should cool, be able to though. see. It. it is. It's cool, but like you feel like you should be able to see other buildings. You know. Yeah. No. It's just like that, and then eventually you see other buildings. But I mean, I do like the rent. Like. A lot of people are, like, divided on the Ren signs. I've heard people call it the five trash cans, which mm-hmm. I kind of get, but I kind of like the architecture of it. It's not, like, my favorite, but I like it. I don't mind it. I think it looks nice on the river. It looks really nice, like, if you go to Belle Isle or the Canadian side of the river and, you know, like, a nice little sunset come on. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a reflective tower. It's, yeah. like, reflective. And I also like that the sign on the top changes. Yeah, that's kind of pretty. Yeah. I, I, I like a nice mixture of architecture styles, so. That's why I think Detroit's... Got it pretty good. Yeah. So got like oh, a for lot, sure. 
And especially with this tower, book tower, because there's I've never seen anything else like it. Tell me more. Yeah, so this was also designed by Camper. Camper? Camper? Um, I forgot his first name, but the same guy who's designed every other building I've talked about so far. Okay. But plot twist, he's never designed a skyscraper before. Oh, wow. So this was his first one, first try. Okay. And he was unsure how to decorate it, but decided to stick with his guns and do academic classicism. And it kind of just seemed like he went to Europe, saw some monuments, and was like, I'm going to try and make that but a skyscraper. When you look at it, it kind of makes sense because like, it's yeah. like kind of weirdly like reminds you like the old, like I can't remember what it's called, like the Parthenon in Greece, but like the one in Rome that's like more decorated. The Ar- Archaeopolis? No. No, that's Greek. If it's Opolis, it's Greek. Um, um, so just if you go to like Rome, yeah. like classic architecture that has like the columns and like the triangle thing. Yeah. What's that called? Like at the top with the triangle? Trip- no. I mean, the Parthenon is one of them. Yeah, I can't remember what the things are called now with the triangle that has like the statues in it. Again, it's been a while since I've studied architecture. I know, it's been... You want to talk columns? I can talk columns, but that's like where I start. Oh, I know all about columns. (laughs) So that's like, that's like I kind of imagine like if someone had built a skyscraper in ancient Greece, it would kind of look something like this. Okay, that makes... I can see that. Yeah. And like just all over the building, you can find like columns, scrolls, crests, and just like sculptures... And, like, somewhere in the middle, there's just, like, a bunch of female nudes. Just, like, about halfway up the tower, like, on each side, there's just, like, four or five female nudes holding up a balcony or something. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> but he was not the best at designing sk- skyscrapers because he forgot to fire escape. He forgot to <laughs> um, forgot to kind of think about, oh, it's a tall building. What if there's a fire? Uh-oh. So that's why there's just, like, you can see, like, the fire escape just wrapping around the side of the building yeah, like they had, on the outs- on. they had to put the outside like yeah. can you imagine no like, i mean that's slightly terrifying yeah i think it might be like one of the longest or tallest fire es- external fire escapes yeah also he picked like this limestone that was like porous so it just kind of like sucked up all the air pollution so it got <laughs> dirty really quickly perfect and like the details were cool but how am i supposed to make out like a statue 37 stories up you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and it got a lot of criticism. Like, it was the people like it's out of date. It's chaotic. It's clumsy. Some guy went so far as to call him a cake decorator because he just like it was like frothy and over decorated and just oh yeah. <laughs> Feel bad for him. Right, and like, but you know, it's still an interesting tower. And I wrote down some lady, lady sovereign lyrics. Do you remember her? No. Love me or hate me, it's still an obsession. You know. It sounds like. A perfume commercial. Love me or hate me. It's still an obsession. Obsession. Calvin Klein. <laughs> but no, she has this song called Love Me or Hate Me. She's like, love me or hate me. It's still an obsession. Love me or hate me. That is the question. She's. Okay. Yeah. She's, uh, I think it's like kind of grunge music. Not grunge. Grime. Okay. Yeah. But so there's actually plans for a second tower, despite the fact that people were so critical of this one. The book brothers were still like, now nah, we're doubling down. <laughs> so there was a building between, and this one's actually, I really like this building. The Industrial Bank Building was a, what it was originally called. Now it's called the Park Place Apartments. So it's like 22 stories, and this one's more Art Deco, Gothic, Revival-y, kind of, instead of like skyscrapers yeah. from ancient Greece style. Yeah. And Camphor, he de- designed another tower that was 81 stories tall, 43 stories taller than the first one. 
And at the time, it was going to be the tallest office building in the world. Oh, do you think he was just doing that, like, to make to make that record? Like the, the Book Brothers wanted that. They were like, we want to get that title and hold on to it for being the tallest in the world. Because like, okay, so go was, a little extra, basically. Right, yeah. and it was like kind of um, like rivaling the towers in Manhattan. Because like Manhattan was doing the same thing. Like, yeah. It's about the time like the, the the Chrysler Building and Empire State, all those buildings were starting to go up. And, like, can you imagine having, like, another tower kind of like that, but 81 stories tall? No. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually, um, I'll show you a picture in a little bit, but they had postcards made up of what this tower was going to look like. Because obviously it didn't happen because it's not there. Yeah. Can you guess why that was? I'm going to guess that it was it was not planned very well. No, it was the Great Depression. Oh, I was just about to say, wait, let me do some math on the years. Yeah. I was going to guess that or uh, uh, World War Two. Yeah. No, because like... Depending oh, on down. when this was. Yeah. But it was going to go on the other side of the book building. So it was like... Because, you know, there's like the book building and the book tower. Yeah. They're going to put it on the other side of the book building to bookend book tower. Get it? Book. Book, book, book. Oh. <laughs> That'd be so awkward, though, to have like... A building clearly both like flanked by these towers that are it's similar, like only but thirteen stories. It's like thirteen stories, and the one on the right's thirty-eight stories, and the one on the left is eighty-one stories. That would look so wonky. Yeah, so maybe it's better didn't happen, but yeah. again, there is postcards showing what it was supposed to look like. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it's wild. This one, he looks like he learned his lesson here, and kind of like uh, it was more simplified and kind of tapers that went up, mm-hmm. and. Um, just like probably less decorated, like still like kind of that vibe, but maybe not statues everywhere. Like just pulled back a little. Yeah, which I also learned. Like, I feel like one of the reasons Art Deco or like skyscrapers from that time like kind of taper and go back is because like there was um for building code they had to have setbacks every certain amount of floors, which is why they kind of like get smaller and smaller as they get up towards the top. Oh, interesting. What, yeah, I wonder why that was part of code though. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out either. I was like trying to think of maybe like. If it went just straight up, it would look... I don't know. Or if it was something to do with, like, wind or weather or something. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I... They were like, we only want lightning to hit at one point. Exactly. But we are not a building code history podcast. No. Uh, so, if you want to know, do some research and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've kind of, like, talked about the history, how it was built, it opened, it's beautiful, great, amazing, stunning... Uh-huh. Um, now it's time to talk about its decline. Okay, let's do it. Like all Detroit buildings, it seems like. Uh, yeah. All like a lot of Detroit offices. I was gonna building. say not not all. There's yeah. there's some, you know. Yeah. But I just feel like the last couple ones I've done is like this great tower, beautiful, amazing, stunning, gorgeous, and it's like and decline. Yeah, but I also feel like that's a very cyclical. It always comes back. Like yeah, that's yeah. a very cyclical thing in in like many uh large cities. Yeah. So no, like I'm not trying to shade it. You know I love Detroit. No, of course. Well, of course. Yeah, but so it happened. But I will say it happened a lot later because like it, it seems like there's a pattern of like it would go through waves, but it held on to like the '60s. That that yeah, that sounds like it held through some stuff too. Yeah, so it made it through the '60s. It made it to like almost the end of the '60s, but you know the '70s hap- The '70s started in like white flight, suburban sprawl, mm-hmm. kind of just like. Just kind of dulled the sparkle of Washington Boulevard because it was still like the hip happening area up until then. But uh, it was added to the Register of Historic Places on July fifteenth, nineteen eighty two, and just some other bad things that happened. 
A woman leapt from the 13th floor window and landed on someone, killing them both. Oh. Yeah. That's upsetting. Right? And then in 1986, one of the antennas attached to the tower fell off and loosened a few of the 300-pound pieces of the cornice. There's a cornice is like the top of the building. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. So then, like, now is when it starts changing hands and stuff, too. Like, in 1989, the book building associates, who were the owners, mm-hmm. uh, defaulted on their mortgage. So the bank sold it to W or John W. Lambertet. And he had also bought Cadillac Tower a couple of years ago. Like, you know what? Um, like, kind of at Campus Marshes? Uh, yes. He bought that one and dumped money into it and renovated it, made it nice again. And he was planning to do that with Book Tower, but then he killed himself later that year. Oh. Yeah. That's... But his widow took over, and then she spent the millions to repair and upgrade the building. They, they stabilized it, made it hold its own until like the 90s. Okay. So in 92, the building was about to be sold again, but DTE was threatening to turn off the lights because they had a $23,000 unpaid bill. <sighs> which, like, funny. yeah, like, I wonder if that's, like, how long they hadn't paid. Because, like, like, that sounds like a lot of money, but, like, if you consider an office building that big... Yeah. That might be like one month, you know? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, it's like kind of put the kibosh on the sale. And then in 93, one Detroit Center was built. That's like the Ally building now. Wait, which building? The one Detroit Center. It's like the, and now it's the Ally building. It was formerly the Comerica building. Oh, okay. Well, it's yeah, like yeah. kind of like neo Gothic pointy at the top. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, <laughs> like yeah. right across the street from the Ren Sign, kind of. Yeah. And like that added more office space, and there's already like a ton of office space downtown and it just like you know it was close to the river it was newer so like hard to compete with yeah. the book tower like it was book tower struggled to compete and it was sold again in 2006 to a developer who had plans to renovate it didn't and dte actually did have to cut the power in 2007 and many tenants just there were still tenants like i think like at the time it was still 50 percent full oh wow and you know the power got cut so many cho- tenants chose to leave but it was resolved, and there's still some left. But then the holding company filed for Chapter 11, so then everyone kind of had to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like the last tenant of the book, the last tenant was Bookie's Tavern, which relocated near the Fox Theater in 2009. Yeah. You, you've heard of Bookie's, right? Yes, I think I've been there. I don't know if I've ever been there because I remember I've told me about the Fox. I'm like, I'm not stopping anywhere here. I'm just gonna go straight to the theater. I I can't remember. I know at some point I have. It's been a second though since yeah. I've been there. So they were the last tenant, and they left in 2009, leaving the tower abandoned. But think about it. If they were the last tenant, there was a time when that big-ass building just had a bar on the main floor. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, what do people, like, going up in, like, this empty-ass tower? Oh, that'd be kind of creepy. It'd be so cool, though. Yeah. And Let's I, just be clear. When I say creepy, I mean in, like, the good way. There's yeah, a cool good creepy. creepy and a bad creepy. Yeah. yeah. So guess who owns it now? Uh, is it Dan Gilbert? It is. Well, Bedrock, but that's effectively uh, Dan yeah. Gilbert. This is kind of what sparked me to do this, is I saw an article in the Free Press of people taking tours to see the renovation work, because it's actually happening now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they're actually renovating it. Like, I think the article was from the 7th this month in the Free Press, citing my sources early. Um, Woot! And the plans include a mix of office space, retail, hospitality, and residential. It's like the first few floors will be like shops and offices, and then floors 9 through 38 will be residential and hotel units. Okay. Yeah. Those are going to have some nice views. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really find any ooky spookies with this one. I mean, there was some sad stuff in the history. It's not really ooky spooky, but just kind of like 
strange, unfortunate, weird. Yeah, well, that woman and yeah, and such. Yeah, but you know, like I said, it's like I remember when I first started coming down to Detroit regularly. I was like, "That's a cool building. I wish I could see the inside of it." Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so that's really uh, all well, I got. Well, if those tours are still going on. We should try. We should try. I, I couldn't tell if it was just like a one-off thing. Oh, yeah. Or if it was like they're actually doing tours. But we'll look into it. And if anybody knows, let us know. Yeah. So just like sources again, challengedetroit.org, Atlas Obscura, Free Press, historicdetroit.org, and Wikipedia. Awesome. Yeah. So that's... Uh, that's good. I like I like a little architecture coming into the mix. Yeah. You know, it's just... Especially with that building. You, you, like, literally, have you ever seen another building like that building? No. Yeah. I also, I'm really happy that you did it because you have mentioned that building like a number oh, yeah. of times. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I think that was perfect. Yeah. I I know we're on an architecture podcast, but I do like architecture. Well, but I think, I mean, to me, architecture is, architecture, I can talk, uh, is interesting. Yeah. And there's always like a weird history behind architecture. Like mm-hmm. on the surface level, it doesn't seem, it seems like, oh, some guy built it and it was built then and it yeah. lasted through them. But like really... I've most buildings. If you start to look into them, there's, there's a story some, like, history that shaped the whole thing. Yeah, like I remember, um, one time when I was student teaching, there was a student like really interested in architecture, and so I was like, well, why don't I come up with a? He wanted to go to school for architecture, so I was like, well, I will give you alternative projects that have to do with it, and I ended up, on a side note, like uh, researching the Opera Building in Sydney. Uh huh. Ooh, if you want a rabbit hole to go down. Research the Opera Hill and the Opera um, Opera Hill. Where am I coming from? <laughs> the Opera House in Sydney. It's there's some dark things in the the construction Ooh. of that that building. Long story short, um, there's a lot of stuff like that in buildings, and I think everyone has its own unique idea or uh, story in history, which is really cool. Yeah. So I'm glad you did that. Thank you. Yeah. Nice yeah. job. Thanks. So you got some two truths and a lie for me over there? I do have some two truths and a lie. And it's so funny that you made us a fall drink because I have a fall two truths and a lie. Ooh. But about what is everybody's uh, favorite Paul, Paul, fall. Why can't I talk today? I'm tongue tied. It's been a long weekend. Favorite fall plant. Ooh. The pumpkin. The pumpkin. And why it has a M and not an N. Because everyone always says a pumpkin. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Pumpkin. Pump. Pumpkin. Uh, yeah, so I've got a couple things about pumpkins. Uh, I am an enjoyer of pumpkins. Sometimes I'm very basic, although I can say I've not drank a PSL in many moons. It's been a minute for me, too. I I remember one time I actually got a pumpkin mocha. Ooh. Like I said peppermint, but they gave me pumpkin. Uh-huh. It actually wasn't that bad. Okay. I'm not a mocha fan in, in, the, in my coffee, but... I will say I have made my own pumpkin coffees because I do that. I oh, love making pumpkin butter in like a slow cooker mm. every fall and then just putting it in and on everything, including coffee. Yes. That is delicious. So we're going to talk about pumpkins. Woo. So they are grown in every continent other than Australia. They uh, originally jack-o'-lanterns were made with turnips and potatoes by the Irish and they were first called pumpkins in the 17th century in the story Cinderella. Ooh. I know the second one's true because I remember for some reason I like saw that in a pumpkin facts or looked it up. I don't remember why. <laughs> I love that you've read pumpkin facts before. <laughs> I read a lot of things. <laughs> Not all of them like 
useful. I mean, that came in use yeah. right now. So everything is useful. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Does that number one, you say every continent, does that continent list include Antarctica? Or is that like assumed it's off the table? Is Antarctica a continent? Is it? I thought it was. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a really sassy response. <laughs> is Antarctica a continent? Jeez. Uh, yeah. Every continent is included in that. Except Australia. Australia is like the one that they don't grow in. Correct. And then the last one was... They were first called pumpkins in the 17th century in the story Cinderella. I'm going to say that one because I feel like they do probably grow everywhere because I feel like... But I feel like... I don't know. I'm still going to say three. So your final answer is Cinderella? Yeah. Uh, that is actually true. Damn it. And because originally they were first labeled by the French as gros melons, which translated into English as pompions. <laughs> and I think it became pumpkins. Yeah. At least that is what a website told me. Okay. Um, if you look up interesting pumpkin facts. But yeah, originally jack-o'-lanterns were made by turnips and potatoes by the Irish. And I think I saw like uh, beets by the English. But then once they started covering the pumpkins, they were like, oh man, these are way easier and better. <laughs> so they yeah. switched to that. And they are grown in every continent other than Antarctica. Damn it. Yeah, like, I chose I chose Australia because of its aridness, and I was hoping that would throw you off. Like I was like, I don't know why they wouldn't grow in Australia, but it seems obscure enough to be true. Mm-hmm. But then it was. It was like, so I was also thinking, like, where do they grow shit not in Antarctica? They, they also get this lot of sunlight, but it's also cold. I don't yeah. know. No, I thought you were going to land it for sure when you made that comment, but... Yeah. Fooled you. Mm. <laughs> not as competent as I seem. No, that was good. That was good. Um, yeah. Also, just two other fun facts. The largest pumpkin ever recorded has weighed 2,600 pounds. Holy shit. And the largest pumpkin pie ever created weighed 3,699. Nobody needs that much pumpkin pie. No. It was like this ridiculous like room just filled with pumpkin pie. See, you know, I'm not even a big fan of pumpkin pie. That's like the oh. one pumpkin thing I'm not a huge fan of. I love pumpkin pie, except for I love it even more without a crust. So the pumpkin... Eat- I just need the pumpkin. Okay. I just need the bank, the bait. I like it baked in the crust, but eating it out of the crust and leaving it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. cr- it's not bad. I feel like it's a nice vessel. Yeah. But I don't need the crust. It's not my favorite part. Fair. Love me a good pumpkin pie, though. I like pumpkin like everything else. I'll bake pumpkin like muffin, pumpkin oh, yeah. chocolate chip cookies. Yep. But like, I'll never make a pumpkin pie. Yeah. I don't know. See, no. Anything pumpkin. I am basic as crap when it comes to the pumpkin love, for sure. I mean, Everything. it's quintessential fall. Mm-hmm. Also, recently I found this really awesome. Well, my friend Michelle found this really awesome, um, like pumpkin-based face stuff. The few okay. times she gave me like a little sample of it, I'm gonna order it. It's kind of expensive, so I'm having a hard time. But she also found a cheaper price online, which thanks, Michelle. Yeah. But it's like this enzyme, pumpkin enzyme stuff you put on your face, and she was like, for no longer than five minutes, and I was like, oh jeez. And then uh, it, on the thing it says like five to seven minutes or something like it is really really like fast mask wow and you do start to feel these tingles however the reason she gave it to me is because i noticed that she she looked like she looks beautiful always but she looked beautiful when i was like did you do something different she's like actually i did this this mask thing and i was like oh my gosh give me some and so she gave me a little thing and then the two times i've done it somebody has said the same thing to me they're like what did you do different today i'm like pumpkin (laughs) <laughs> so we need to h- hit them up to be a sponsor. Yes. Shit it's really good. Yes. Yeah. 
Please send me all of your pumpkin enzyme mask. Yes. I, yeah, I'm always here for good mask. We'll have a mask, mask party. For mask. mask for mask. <laughs> well, I think that probably uh, wraps, wraps us it, yeah. up right now, right? Yeah, but, you know, we'll tell them, in case you haven't caught that email address yet, if you have any questions, stories, comments, concern, know where Jimmy Hoffa is, or anything else we've said to email us about, mm-hmm. email us at DetroitStrange at gmail.com. And please, please follow us on uh, the Facebook. Uh, we do have the Twitter, although I'm not great about... I started posting more I about saw, it. and yeah. I still have not. Uh, and also the Instagram. Get yeah. us on Insta, for sure. Uh, also, too, make sure to check out some of the other Planet Ant podcasts. We got oh, yeah, some yeah, yeah. really good ones on the network. and you might know, hear us around them, too. What? You might hear us around them, too. Yeah. Yeah, we've been able to guest a few times. It's been great. Yeah. Um. But other than that, until next time. Stay strange, Detroit. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence. 